Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's another live edition of our Transfer Update show. Hello, how you doing? Welcome back. It's the Chronicles of Aguna and it's another edition of our live transfer update show. And as always, we've got plenty to discuss in regards to Arsenal. Um, first of all, a big hello to everybody who's watching us live at the moment. Uh, whichever platform you are joining us from, whether it's via Facebook, uh, Twitter, or of course, YouTube. Uh, we welcome you all. And a massive hello to those of you who are going to be listening back to this via the audio platforms uh, tomorrow. As I said, it's another edition of the Transfer Update show. We're going to be taking you through the latest stories, the latest rumours, the latest reports, and I'll be sharing my opinions on those as we go through the live stream. Uh, if I could ask you all to hit that like button on whatever platform it is you're watching from, that will be great. And we're going to... Uh, Start taking your questions as well a little bit later on during the broadcast. Right. Um, we're going to begin by talking about Danny Ceballos. Of course, reports have emerged today um, suggesting that Danny Ceballos has been summoned back by Real Madrid. Uh, we heard a bit about that yesterday, um, but we're starting to hear now uh, sort of that being reported by a number of outlets. He's been summoned back by Real Madrid. He will report to pre-season training. Uh, with Los Blancos, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that Danny Ceballos is part of Real Madrid's plans for next season. Um, it's understood that they have rejected a proposal from Arsenal uh, that would see the club take Danny Ceballos on loan for another season. I think the ideal outcome for Arsenal would have been for Real Madrid to say, yeah, that's fine, you can have him on loan for another season if there is an obligation to buy clause inserted in the end of that. I think Arsenal hoped that they would be able to not avoid spending the money on Danny Ceballos because I think that that was always going to be the case. But I think they would have liked to have delayed paying out the sum and had hoped that by uh, next season they would be in a far better financial position and then be able to cough up the uh, 25 million euro um, asking price that Real Madrid are believed to want. Uh, for Danny Ceballos. So we're going to have to wait and see how that one develops. But at the moment, our chances of retaining Danny Ceballos' services for another season don't look good. They've been dealt a massive, massive blow by the reports we're hearing. It, as I said, it, the fact that Real Madrid have summoned him again doesn't mean that he is part of Zinedine Zidane's plans going into next season. It just means that Real Madrid are not entertaining the offer that we've made so far, which is to take Danny Ceballos on loan and have an obligation to buy clause inserted in the end of that. Um, so, as I said, it's, it's disappointing because he is somebody who I was a little bit unsure about, actually, uh, during his time at Arsenal. At the very beginning, we saw glimpses. I remember that game against Burnley. I think it was the second game of the season, a home game. And he was fantastic in that. Um, really, really good. But after that, he seemed to go off of a cliff. And I know that Unai Emery's uh, management had a negative impact on a lot of players. So we've got to bear that. Um, we've got to bear that in mind. Um, you know, 
But I just think he didn't always perform at that level required. I think as his Arsenal career went on, and particularly after Mikel Arteta took over, we saw a massive upturn in Danny Sabas's performances in the middle of the park. Um, he formed a really, really good partnership with Granite Xhaka in the middle of the park. And the pair of them became, you know, a, a linchpin of Arsenal's success in the last few months. And it was a successful end to the campaign. You know, I know we didn't achieve... Um, the, the top four finish that many people had hoped for, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, Arsenal won the FA Cup. And you can't really ask for more than that, given uh, the situation and the state of play where Mikel Arteta took over. So as I said, Danny Sabas, for me, played a massive, massive part in that. Deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, and it will be a shame, in my opinion, if we're unable to, to tie him down for another season, whether that's on loan or whether that's on a permanent deal. Quick reminder to those of you watching us on YouTube at the moment, um, if you haven't hit the like button, please, please do hit it. Um, it is so important. As I've said, the channel has grown massively uh, on YouTube in particular in the last few days. And that is because people have been smashing that like button. You've seen the views shoot up. You've seen our reach increase dramatically. And uh, really, really appreciate it if you guys would hit that button uh, for us. Don't forget, as I'm talking, whilst I'm going through some of the bits and pieces today, feel free to drop your comments in the live chat box and we'll be coming to those a little bit later on in the stream. So stay with us. Let's move on and uh, talk about another Arsenal player who uh, we may not see in the red and white of Arsenal next season. And that is Lucas Torreira. Of course, uh, there have been rumblings for quite a while now that Lucas Torreira um, is unsettled in England, that he wants to return to Italy. Um, you know, we've heard a ton of different stories about that um, and we've heard of an interest from AC Milan. But it appears now that Roma have entered the race to sign Lucas Terreira and they have offered us Amadou Diawara in a swap deal. That is what we're being led to believe today. That's what the reports are saying uh, coming out of Italy. Amadou Diawara, 23-year-old uh, uh, Guinean central midfielder, uh, defensive midfielder. Uh, to be a little bit more specific, made 22 appearances in Serie A for Roma last season. Um, and his average performance rating, according to whoscored.com, was 6.71 out of 10, which isn't amazing, but it's respectable, I guess. Um, his strengths are said to be in his ability to win back possession um, through interceptions. And he's supposed to be a competent passer of the ball. That is backed up by the fact that his pass success rate in Serie A last season was 88.9%. Um, played some games in the Europa League as well. Um, his performance rating in that was a little bit lower, 6.58 out of 10. But of course, the sample size is a lot lower and that makes a real big difference, doesn't it? Um, when uh, working out the average across the season. So that's the that's the talk. Those are the rumours. Uh, Amadou Diawara has been offered to Arsenal um, in exchange for Lucas Torreira. Now, am I overly enthusiastic about the prospect of Amadou Diawara coming to Arsenal? No, I'm not. He's not a player that would have been on my list of potential uh, sort of transfer targets. The swap deal feels like it would be convenient in the sense of he is a defensive midfielder, as is Lucas Torreira. Therefore, it's a like-for-like -like replacement. And you may not necessarily need to go out in the market and look for someone else. But as I've said time and time again, I'm not convinced um, that Amadou Diawara is the answer for Arsenal. Um, I'm not convinced that he would bring what we need to that midfield. Um, you know, add to that the fact that we're all desperate to see Arsenal sign Thomas Partey. I know a lot of people are not 
necessarily hopeful of that deal being done. But as I keep saying time and time again, negotiations for Thomas Partey will not move until Atletico Madrid, uh, until their participation in the UEFA Champions League has ended. We're going to have to wait for that um, and be patient about this one. And only then will we know um, if Amadou deal, uh, sorry, if the, the, the deal bringing Thomas Partey to the Emirates Stadium is a realistic one. How does sort of the uh, the Sabayos stuff impact us in the transfer window overall? I've uh, made um put a couple of bits down on a piece of paper there just to grab those, just to make sure that I don't miss out any details. But if we don't sign Danny Sabayos, um, as I said, look, the, the, the hope from Arsenal was that we would be able to delay paying for him and we'd be able to bring him in on another loan deal. We'd pay some of the fee, um, which was believed. I think Arsenal were looking to pay around seven or eight million pounds uh, to secure Danny Sabas's services for another season on loan with uh, the clause that we would have to purchase him for Real Madrid's asking price, whatever price was agreed between the two parties at the end of the next season. So it was very much a case of Arsenal, in my opinion, trying to save a bit of money that they could then potentially use it elsewhere. It's not about not paying for Danny Sabayos ever. It was just about trying to delay that and taking the gamble, if you like, that Arsenal will be in the UEFA Champions League next season and therefore the financial season, uh, the financial situation, sorry, will be significantly better. Add to that that we hope that this COVID stuff will be over by then and we'll be in a lot stronger position as well. Um, so Arsenal were trying to be smart. Um, it looks like it might have blown up in their faces though because as I said earlier on, Real Madrid are not having it at the moment. That could change, though. And we know that Real Madrid's financial situation is not as good as it normally is. That's not to say Real Madrid are struggling. Clubs the size of Real Madrid, I don't believe, ever really struggle. Um, but, yeah, um, it'll be interesting, as I said, to to see how that one develops. I know I've gone back to the Ceballos discussion. Um, but in terms of the Amadou Diawara for Lucas Torreira thing, I think it probably is about time that we considered Moving on, Lucas Torreira, if he's not part of the plans, if he's not someone that Mikel Arteta sees as a player who can, um, you know, play for the Gunners in the longer term, who can bring something to the table, then start trying to move him on. I mean, you know, we don't need the uncertainty. The worry is at Arsenal that we could find ourselves by the end of this summer if transfer business doesn't go the way we want it. Um, really, really short in the middle of the park. We're talking about moving Matteo Genduzzi on, although there's nothing concrete about that at the moment. It's understood that Arsenal do want to sell him. Um, but as of now, um, there isn't a deal in place that takes Matteo Genduzzi away from the Emirates. We're talking about Lucas Torreira potentially leaving. We're talking about Danny Ceballos uh, potentially not returning from Real Madrid. And all of a sudden, you're three centre midfield players down. And that can be a real, real problem for Arsenal. So you suspect that Arsenal are going to start focusing on that midfield area because it is a problem position for us. If, as I said, those transfers that I've just mentioned do materialise, we are very, very short in those positions. So that is something for the Arsenal hierarchy and Mikel Arteta to consider, of course. Um, let's go over to some of your live comments. Um, lots of them coming through, over 100 of you watching us now across the platforms. Please hit that like button. Let's check in how many likes we've got. I know I keep banging on about it lately, but it is really, really important. As I've said time and time and again, potentially, particularly, sorry, if you're watching us on YouTube at the moment, we're on 30 likes. That's not good enough, guys. There's over 100 of you tuned in. Come on, let's get it up to 50 um, in the next couple of minutes. Hit that like button. As I said, it's so, so important. 
Uh, right, let's go over to some of your questions. We'll come on to talk about a couple of other bits a bit later on. Uh, but whilst we're on the subject, um, Tejas says, what do you think will be our finishing position for the next season in the EPL? I genuinely think that if Arsenal do the right business, they have a really, really good chance of finishing in the top four. I really, really do believe that. But um, it comes with that massive caveat. Can Arsenal do the right business? Are Arsenal going to be able to strengthen in the areas that we so clearly and desperately need to upgrade in? That remains to be seen. And the Danny Ceballos news uh, that we're getting today, and again, um, these are just reports, is concerning. It would be a blow to us, in my opinion. And I think it would scupper Arsenal's plans this summer because I think Arsenal were pretty, and I know they wouldn't say it publicly, but I think they were pretty and quietly confident that a deal for Danny Ceballos to return on loan with the obligation to buy him at the end of next season was very much doable. Um, Omar says, it's a shame he's returning to Madrid just when he started playing for us, referring to Danny Ceballos as well. Uh, Chris TV asks, what do you think of a potential midfield of Diawara, Coutinho and Partey? Um, that you, you're relying on Arsenal bringing in free players there. I I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I genuinely believe that Granit Xhaka is a very significant part of Mikel Arteta and Arsenal's plans moving forward. Therefore, I can't see him being left out of the team next season. I think he will play. Um Diawara, again, it's dependent on the deal being done with Lucas Torreira. I don't think he's somebody that Arsenal are actively pursuing outside of a swap deal. And as for Felipe Coutinho, again, I'm not convinced that that deal is going to happen either. There have been contradictory reports about that in the last few weeks. We've been told at times uh, that the deal was on. We've been told it's off. We were told he was at the training ground and then we were told that he is not a target Arsenal are pursuing in any way, shape or form. So, um, we're going to have to have to wait and see on all of those players. Um, if we got Thomas Partey alone, I'd be happy with that. Um, I've got to be honest with you. I think as Arsenal have made clear and as all the, the top journos are out there at the moment have reported, he remains our priority target. And I think Arsenal need to do everything they can, pull out all the stops to get Thomas Partey in the door at the Emirates Stadium. It's important. It really, really is. Uh, Pachen says, but Harry, if they inserted an obligation to buy, wouldn't that have delayed the payment to next season? Something doesn't seem right. That was what my point was, my friend. Um, I felt, I feel as though Arsenal had hoped they could uh, sweeten Real Madrid with a loan fee um, on the promise that they would pay uh, for Danny Ceballos next season. Um, and that would not take the payment away from the Gunners and not mean it, it wasn't a commitment, but it would at least uh, temporarily take that sort of commitment off of the table. And it, it's something that they could postpone and put on the back burner until hopefully the uh, financial situation improves. Uh, Dave Atkinson, he says, look, this is just Real Madrid playing hardball. Just stick with it and we can come to a compromise. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point, Dave. It's not um, set in stone that Real Madrid aren't going to budge on this. Um, you know, it, it's pretty much the the feeling in Spain and, and, and in the capital in particular that Danny Ceballos isn't part of Zinedine Zidane's plans moving forward. Therefore, um, he may be deemed surplus to requirements. And if nobody comes along uh, with the transfer fee uh, that they are asking for, then they could find themselves in a situation where they need to get him off the wage bill. Um, they could take a loan fee and they'd be essentially, if they did do a deal with us that saw him join permanently next summer, they'd be moving the player on um, one way or another. So I'm sure that um, Real Madrid will be playing uh, hardball at this moment in time. It is very early in the window 
remember. Um, so I'm not saying that that situation is not going to change. But at the moment, that is understood to be Real Madrid's stance. Avani Sadani, he says, when Torreira leaves and Danny stays at Real Madrid, we will only have two midfielders, Xhaka and the inexperienced ones. We will need to sign at least two to three. I feel midfield is so much more of a priority than the defence. I agree with you at this moment in time. And I also think that um, Arsenal football clubs see it that way as well in terms of the defence. Um, we talk a lot about the need to bring in uh, further recruits in the back line. The fact is that David Lewis has been given another contract. Cedric Suarez has been brought in on a four-year deal. And prior to his injury, Pablo Marie was signed on a permanent deal as well from Flamengo. So he is one who um, is due to return as well. And so unless Arsenal start to move out the likes of perhaps Socrates or, or Mustafi maybe, um, maybe even Rob Holding. I don't see Arsenal bringing in another central defender. Add to that as well, um, William Saliba uh, is is with the club now as well. So Arsenal spent a lot of money on William Saliba. They've made a huge investment in his future. So I don't expect them to go out and bring someone in um, who will, will, will just, I guess, prevent him getting opportunities. Um, some of the big journalists are reporting that Arsenal are still on the lookout for another centre-half, but I think that is very much uh, based on whether or not they can find a deal that they believe to be a reasonable one. Um, and I don't think they're just going to sign somebody for the sake of it in the defence, for sure. You're right to raise the problem in the midfield. Um, we certainly lack bodies. And if we're talking about Ainsley Maitland-Niles, you could potentially uh, fill in there at times and Matteo Genduzzi moving on, then it is a, it is a, an area of concern. So it's a it's an area that I'm sure the club will be focusing on. Uh, Zod Sinclair says, good day, Harry. I know it's early days, but have you heard any news on the sales first um, supposed force situation at Arsenal? Will they actually try to do it? And have you heard any news on departures? Um, I think Arsenal are very much looking to move players on this summer. Um, and I think a lot of our business is, is contingent upon whether or not um, we are able to shift out some of the dead wood, as I like to call them, as lots of people like to call them. The problem is that given the current climate, I'm not sure there's going to be a great deal of interest in a lot of our players. And if there is interest, it's going to be cut price deals and it's going to be more about getting them off of the wage bill as opposed to recuperating substantial transfer fees for them. I think that is key. Um, I think the wage bill is more of a problem than Arsenal actually having cash to bring in players. We know that nowadays in modern football, you can do a lot of deals sort of in instalments. We've seen Arsenal do that. Um, to their benefit in recent seasons with the likes of Nicolas Pepe. So, yeah, I think it is uh, very much a, a case of Arsenal will have a list of players who they feel that they want to move on. Um, it won't be public that those players are, are on the transfer list as, or, you know, or that Arsenal are actively looking for new players. But I'm sure those guys, they will have been informed of where their futures lie or where the club sees their futures and their agents will have been informed and they'll be working in the background to try and engineer moves for their clients. I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, George Allen says, would you get rid of Lacazette and Torreira if it meant we could get Gabriel and Partey? Um, I'd certainly swap Torreira for Partey. Um, Gabriel, it's a really, really tough one for me to say because I, I really like uh, Alexander Lacazette's recent contributions. I know he hasn't always been great in an Arsenal shirt. I've been one of the first people to get on his back for maybe not converting enough, not scoring enough goals, etc., etc. But the fact is, 
Um, I don't know a great deal about Gabriel. He's somebody who's performed in Ligue 1 in France, but will he do it in the Premier League? I don't know. Is the fee that Lille are asking, which is supposedly around 30 million euros, too much for Arsenal in this current window? I don't know. Um, and I get what you're saying. You're talking about sort of moving those players out to fund those two deals. If we just got Thomas Partey this summer, I'd be happy with that. Honestly, genuinely, I would. Um, I don't want to lose Lacazette. I'm more open to lo losing Lucas Torreira, though. That's for sure. I'm just going to take a quick pause there, guys. Uh, let's check in on how many likes we've got um, on YouTube at the moment and on all the other platforms. If you haven't hit the like button, please, please do. Um, we're only on 60 likes. There's a, over 175 of you watching at the moment across uh, the, the different platforms. Um, so please help us increase that like count and get your questions in to the comments section as well. We're going to come to as many of those as we possibly can between now and the end of the stream. Just a quick reminder as well. Um, if you fancy it, you can become a patron of the Chronicles of Aguna by heading over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. You can sign up, become a member to the channel. You will receive exclusive access to bonus content. Um, you will get priority on our weekly phone-in shows. And after your third month of membership, you will um, receive a free gift. You can sign up for as little as £3 a month. That's all it costs, guys, £3 a month. Um, and you'll get more content priority um, when it comes to asking your questions. And hopefully when this COVID shit is over and we can actually go uh, to places, we'll be doing a lot more for you as well um, in terms of sort of live stuff um, from in and around the Emirates Stadium. So looking forward to getting back on track with all that as well. Um, what else have we got? <clears throat> Big hello to those of you joining us a little bit late. Um Sam says, I'm fuming that we are going for that Roma uh, CDM instead of Partey. Hey, again, mate, I don't think that Arsenal are actively pursuing Amadou Diawara. I don't think, as I said, that he is somebody who's on their list of players that they want to sign this summer. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely don't. Um, it appears that his name has, been, has come up as a result of the links um, linking Lucas Torreira with a move to Roma and that he is a player that the... the uh, Italian club would be looking to send the other way in a swap deal. <clears throat> Does that mean he's somebody that Arsenal are very interested in? No, it doesn't. It, it feels like if a deal uh, was done that saw Diawara coming the other way, it would be out of convenience rather than anything else. He's certainly not somebody whose name we've heard a great deal about from an Arsenal perspective in recent times. And therefore, I put this one down to paper talk at the moment and nothing more than that. To my knowledge, there is nothing concrete uh, linking uh, Amadou Diawara with a move to the Emirates Stadium. Um, what else have we got here? Just scrolling through your comments. Bear with me. Um, keep them coming. There's plenty coming through, particularly on YouTube um, and on Twitter as well. So a big hello uh, to everyone. Um, just uh, laughing at a couple of the funny comments, which we'll come to in a moment. Um, sorry, I've just lost where I am. Um, on the stream. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Um, Jess, Elise, Jess Elise Black, I think that is meant to be. Sorry, uh, it threw me off there um, with uh, the, it all being in one word. Uh, will Diawara affect the Partey deal? Um, I'll come back to what I said again. I, I, I think Arsenal will still pursue um, Thomas Partey. I genuinely do. I, I just think that the Diawara thing is something that 
um, we are being linked with again because it, it's, it's come up as a, a rumoured swap deal. Nothing more than that. I don't think Arsenal have a particular interest in Amadou Diawara. I really don't. And if they do end up signing him, it will be out of desperation rather than anything else. Matt Gray asks if the uh, Guinea midfielder is any good. From what I've seen of him, I do watch a fair amount of Serie A. He's a decent central defensive midfielder. Um, not somebody who I look at and say, wow, I'd love to see him in the Arsenal team. But he's certainly somebody who's capable and he's probably a better option than some of the current players uh, we have at the Arsenal at the moment. Um, what else have we got here? Um Web Creative says the rumours about Ceballos are fake. Um, maybe they are. Um, who actually knows? Only Real Madrid and Arsenal really know what the situation is um, in regards to that. But there are multiple reports, as a, uh, multiple reports, sorry, as I've said, coming out of Spain, suggesting that for the time being, at least Real Madrid are going to play hardball on this. They want to keep hold of the Spaniard. I think they're anticipating interest uh, from uh, some domestic clubs. Uh, Sevilla are one club who have been linked with a move. For Danny Ceballos, of course, a former Real Betis man. So that won't go down necessarily well uh, with the Betis fans were he to make that move. Um, but I think that where Arsenal may have the advantage here is just because I think the financial situation in terms of how COVID-19 has affected football is a bit worse. Or actually, I'd say significantly worse in the Spanish top flight, particularly with those clubs outside of the Giants, so outside of your Real Madrid's, your Barca's and your Atletico's. I think the rest of the league are in pretty dire straits when it comes to their finances. And therefore, the interest that may uh, come for Danny Ceballos uh, from those clubs, I don't think will be anywhere near as lucrative or uh, as valuable uh, as sort of the offers on the table from the likes of Arsenal. Uh, Cash Chucker sort of backs up my point uh, in regards to Diawara. He says, I watch a decent bit of Roma. Diawara is decent for Italy, but I really don't think he's up to Arsenal's level. I don't rate him above Torreira. Um, yeah, I think that's a spot on assessment. Eddie Longbridge says, oh, my God, you look just like how you sound on the podcast. Well, that's good to know that my voice fits with the face. Um, thank you for listening, mate. Um, Pachen says, Harry, everyone is on this party thing about £45 million and 200 k a week. We should pass. It's a hard one. Like you, you've got to accept that if you want the game's most sought-after players, that you're going to have to pay competitive wages. It's as simple as that. You're going to have to pay the money. You can't expect to get top talents and players that a number of clubs will be eyeing up and a number of clubs will be interested in and not be competitive in the wages. You know, when you think about what we're paying Mesut Ozil at the moment, um, to contribute nothing, 200k, does it seem like that much uh, money? If he's going to make a massive difference to Arsenal's midfield, pay it, I say, pay it. Um, 45 million is not a massive amount. We got 35 million for Alex Iwobi last summer. So it is a deal that I would pursue. It is a deal that I would be looking to do if I was Arsenal. Uh, and however we have to do it, by hook or by crook, whether it's paying uh, some of it up front and the rest in instalments, depending on what Atletico are after, what Atletico will accept, then it's just the way it is. And, and, and as I say, if you want the top players, you've got to pay for them. It's as simple as that. There are over 200 of you watching us at the moment um, across all the platforms. A massive hello to everyone. We've only got 79 likes, though, on YouTube. So let's keep that going up as well. Let's try and get to 100 um, in the next few minutes. That would be much appreciated. Um, 
what else have we got? Um, True Guna backs up the point about Diawara. He's okay, but we need to be aiming for more. Um, Eddie Longbridge says, smile if we are signing Thomas Partey. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm still hopeful that something may get done um, on that front. Um, Peter Kiseli, he says, with Arteta, we can win the league, but we need better players in midfield and wingers. Who the fuck is Willian? Um, Willian he, is somebody actually, mate, who has won more um, than pretty much everyone in the Arsenal squad at the moment. So um, to say who the fuck is Willian, I think is a little bit disrespectful to the player. Um, yes, he's on the wrong side of 30. Yes, um, it feels a little bit like we're picking up Chelsea's sloppy seconds, but on a free transfer, I think he's somebody who's worth uh, worth taking a gamble on. Um, who is Willian? He's been an English champion twice. He's won an FA Cup. He's won a Copa America. Um, he's won five Ukrainian titles. He's won a UEFA Cup. He's won a Europa League. So he's someone with an abundance of experience and won hell of a medals, tro uh, medals and trophy cabinet. Therefore, I, I don't think you could turn your nose up on, on people like that. Uh, Sam asks, any news on Awar? Um, Leon's Hussein Awar, of course. I don't think Arsenal um, are interested in him. I don't think he would be within Arsenal's price range this summer. And uh, I don't have any knowledge um, indicating or suggesting that he is somebody that Arsenal are looking to sign um, this season. Uh, what else have we got? Keep the comments coming. Uh, Guna Glenn says, hit the likes, gang. Yes, please, please do uh, keep those coming. Um, Don Glory on Twitter says, Arteta must do all it takes to sign Ceballos from Real Madrid. I agree. Um, I think that 25 million euros is what they want. I think he's easily worth that in today's market. Um, I think he has shown that under Mikel Arteta, he can perform. I think he has been an asset in, in recent months. I would agree and uh, and sort of acknowledge uh, the comments and the viewpoint of those who say that he's not always been at his best at Arsenal. But I think we saw enough in the last few months to suggest that he can be an asset to this team. And let's be realistic. We're not shopping in the, in the sort of market with the big boys anymore. Look, we're hopeful that we can get Thomas Partey, but we know we're going to have to break the bank to do that. And quite frankly, unless Arsenal sell... That's not going to happen. Ceballos, though, that is a deal that is achievable, in my opinion, regardless of whether Arsenal move players on or not. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, S Cricket Ball says we need attacking creative midfielders. This is quite a big debate that a lot of Arsenal fans have been having of late uh, about the kind of profile of midfielder that we need to bring in. Could it be that Mikel Arteta will look to use Willian in a more central position? Um, in order to provide support to um, to sort of uh, those in the forward positions, don't know. Um, could it be that um, Mikel Arteta's, I, I guess, not ambition? I, I guess I want to say long-term plan is that by having a steady midfield, similarly to the way Liverpool do, for example, you would then give your your wide men so much um, sort of freedom that you don't actually need a specific attacking midfield player. Don't know. Um, Manchester City have Kevin De Bruyne, who does it from a, a deeper position um, a lot of the time. So maybe um, that is what Mikel Arteta is basing his plans on. Maybe that is his vision. I don't know. Um, that remains to be seen. Uh, what have you got? 
uh, for me in the comments. Lots and lots of them coming through. Just scrolling through some of them. Um, Apologise if I skip some out. Just um, obviously conscious of time. We've got to get through as many as we possibly can and touch on a variety of subjects as well. Um, Tony Christensen says, what role will Xhaka have if Partey comes in? I think it will be exactly the same role that he has now, and that is um, sitting in front of the defence, looking to start moves from deep, um, not necessarily playing the killer passes, but trying to get us ticking. Uh, Granite Xhaka, one thing he has done really, really well, particularly since Arteta's taken over, is slot in and protect um, in that sort of left defensive midfield position, which allows uh, fullbacks or wingbacks, depending on how we play, to get forward with a little bit more freedom. I think he'll continue to do that. Thomas Partey is very much a box-to-box -box midfield player who will get up and down the pitch. He will tuck in and help Granit Xhaka uh, if he joins us. But I very much believe that if he does come in, if Partey does join Arsenal this summer, he and Xhaka will be the go-to pairing. Um, if Danny Ceballos stays as well, maybe you'll see a trio there um, and Ceballos will be given a bit more license to push on. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see, first of all, what business we get done and then how Mikel Arteta um, deploys those players and in what specific roles um, they're assigned to. But yeah, I don't think Xhaka's role um, specifically changes a great deal, regardless of uh, of whether Thomas Partey comes in or not. Um, guys, we're on 99 likes, 99 likes, almost 250 of you watching across all platforms. Smash that like button. Let's get over 100 um, let's aim for 120 as well. Um, and let's uh, try to take it up uh, another notch. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Graham Sutherland. He says, Gwenduzi and Torreira can go, but Sabayos must stay. Unfortunately, Graham, that is out of our hands at the moment. Are Arsenal going to be able to cough up the cash that Real Madrid want now um, to secure Danny Sabayos? Um, as I said earlier on in the stream, for those of you joining us late, it's our understanding that Real Madrid have rejected a loan proposal from Arsenal last week. They want the cash uh, for Danny Ceballos. At the moment, he is uh, reporting to pre-season training with them. Um, can Arsenal do the deal? I don't know. Can Arsenal do the deal without scuppering their chances of landing some of their other transfer targets? That's probably the key question here. And that remains to be seen. Um, but as some of you have said in the comments, I wouldn't rule out Real Madrid allowing him to join us on loan if the terms are um, are right um, for another season. I think they are playing hardball at the moment. It is very early in the window and I'm sure they'll be um, assessing what sort of interest comes in for Danny Sabas from other clubs as well before making that decision. And that could be the cause of the delay. Um, it's Darling, uh, says Emil Smith-Rowe needs to play next season. Look, he can come in in the, in the Cups and he can come in in the Europa League, particularly in the early stages. I think uh, that is a fair comment and I think you're probably right to say that. Um, but will he come into the first team next season straight away? I think you're asking a little bit too much from a player who spent last season on loan at Huddersfield Town. Yes, he's shown glimpses and I've said it for quite a while that of our current crop of youngsters, Emil Smith-Rowe is one of them that I'm most excited about. But is he ready to come into that team and be, you know, put under pressure immediately and expected to perform at the highest level for a team who will no doubt uh, be trying to secure qualification for the, not next season, but the season after UEFA Champions League. I think it's a lot to ask from Emil Smith-Rowe and I, I don't really see, um, I don't really see him 
playing as prominent a part as you might be suggesting um, in the next season. Uh, Mike, big hello to Mike on Facebook. He says Madrid will be desperate to move players. So it's too early in the window to worry about Sabayas. As I've said throughout this stream, um, it is a situation that is going to develop throughout the summer. It's one that I expect to um, to change um, over the course of the next month or so. So as much as it's a bit of a knockback and a bit disappointing to hear that um, Real Madrid are not willing to let him join us on loan for another season, it's one that we shouldn't be getting overly upset about at this moment in time. Because as, as Mike says, and quite rightly, there is still a long, long way to go in this one. Um, what else have we got here? Um, lots of people sort of reiterating the point that it would be a real, real shame if we didn't um, if we didn't keep hold of Danny Ceballos. Um, Ian Barron, he says, hi, guys, I'm a mad Darlington FC fan. We were made bankrupt in 2011, reformed in 2012, have had three promotions and are currently a fan owned National League North Club. We were demoted four leagues. First of all, it's great to see fans of other clubs tuning in um, to the stream. Thank you for joining us, Ian. Really, really appreciate that. And I wish uh, Darlington all the best. I can't imagine. And I know it sounds like a bit of an elitist thing to say as a Premier League fan, but I, I really do. It, it does pull out my heartstrings when I hear of clubs um, being bankrupt and being reformed and having to start all over again. Um if that was to happen to Arsenal, God forbid, I don't know how I would react to that. I'd be devastated. Um, so I really rate you guys for sticking to it, um, supporting your club, sticking with them, getting behind them. And you should be proud of what Darlington have done and how they've bounced back uh, from the situation they found themselves in in 2011. Uh, so a big hello to you, Ian, and uh, all the best. Uh, Mr. M says, Arteta did say he wants another centre-back. I think the, the the rhetoric and the, the narrative at the moment is very much that Arsenal are looking for another centre-back. But what they won't tell you and what I genuinely believe is that is dependent on whether Arsenal can move out one of their current ones. I do think it is a position in which we are a little bit overloaded, um, particularly if Mikel Arteta has aspirations of returning back to uh, a back four, um, in which case you don't need as many centre-backs because we're not playing three at a time. Um, so, yeah, you know, there is, um, uh, I do think he will be looking to bring in another centre-back. But as I said, I think it's conditional upon uh, us getting another one of them out of the door uh, between now and the end of the transfer window. Don't forget to smash the like button, guys. Uh, we've hit the 120. Let's keep going. Let's try and get to 150 before the end of the stream um, on YouTube. That will be uh, much appreciated. And if you're watching us on Facebook, hit the button on there as well. Um, Tyrone, uh, he mentions Gabriel. He says, Gabriel looks a great deal at centre-back. Just to reiterate um, the updates I've been bringing you over the last few days, Lille are looking for around about €30 million Euros for Gabriel Magales. However, um, there is a number of clubs said to be interested. Napoli are said to be leading the way. Serie A club, of course. Um, if, um, if we see an influx of, of clubs sort of coming to the table for Gabriel, I expect Lille to up their asking price. I expect them to try and spark a bidding war. And why wouldn't they? Um, in which case, his price could go up. I'm very cautious to, to, to talk about Gabriel all the time because just purely because, you know, when it comes to Serie A, I watch quite a bit of that. I work on quite a bit of that. I cover quite a bit of that. And I feel like I'm sort of in a position where I can 
at least give a, a sort of opinion um, on a Serie A player. But when it comes to Liga, my knowledge is very limited. Um, and I cannot possibly tell you um, how good Gabriel is. I will take encouragement from the fact that so many high-profile clubs are interested. We know that Manchester United are one of those as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I take sort of confidence from that. But other than that, I don't know a great deal about him. And, and so I couldn't possibly comment on whether 30 million euros is the right price for him or not. Um, what else have we got here? Um, keep the comments coming. Keep the comments coming. Uh, Zod says, I get what you're saying, Harry. The departures won't make big headlines until they're done. Hope those agents are working on it. Lacazette was sad for his FA Cup interview. Made me think he was told he'd be sold. You know, we heard reports, didn't we, a few days ago that Arsenal were very open um, to to moving um, Alexander Lacazette on. We, we, we keep hearing that. We've heard it on a number of occasions. Problem is that he is key to other players performing, if that makes sense. I don't think a lot of people kind of realise how much of an impact he has um, on Aubameyang, for example, and has had on Aubameyang, particularly in the last few months. Therefore, um, would selling him be counterproductive? I certainly think there's an argument that suggests that. So we've got to, we've got to be careful. Um, there were reports yesterday uh, that Juventus uh, are eyeing him up um, and that Juventus could be a potential destination for the French forward. Look, from my perspective, it would have to be a really good offer and one that allows us to get one of our key targets in for us to consider it. And at this moment in time, I don't think that offer is on the table. I think it's just purely paper talk. And so I couldn't possibly say, um, you, you know, that we're going to do that. I, 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 like I said, he's someone who brings something to the team um, and enhances the performances of some of his teammates around him. I genuinely believe that, particularly when he's been playing in this sort of false nine role. Um, that Mikel Arteta has been putting him in in recent times. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Damar Clark makes an interesting point about African players. And if Arsenal are to go down the route of bringing in a number of African players, we will be without them um, during the African Cup of Nations. That can potentially be a big problem, can't it? Um, particularly if the team goes all the way in the competition. Um, it's an increased workload on the player as well. Um, there's the risk of them going away and getting injured. So that's a great point, Damar. Thank you for raising that. Um, is it something that should put Arsenal off signing certain players because of their nationalities? Maybe not, but it's certainly something that you need to consider. Um, Damar Clark also says, do not sell Holding. Um, Rumours that Rob Holding could be on his way out of Arsenal this summer. I wouldn't be dead against the sale of Rob Holding, but again, it's dependent on the offer. It's assuming that the offer is a good one, that the offer is right and um, Arsenal can then reinvest those funds. What else have we got here? Um, Stephen, he says, what about the swap deal between Diawara and Torreira? Um, we've spoken about that a little bit earlier on, mate, but as, uh, as I've said, and I'll just repeat it for the benefit of those joining us a little bit earlier on, uh, or a bit late, sorry, I should say, um, it's just paper talk at the moment. There's not a great deal of substance to this transfer rumour, but it is one that is doing the rounds. No surprise, it's uh, it's originated from Italy. 
uh, a country Lucas Torreira is constantly being linked with a return to. Therefore, um, you know, at this moment in time, I'm taking it with a pinch of salt um, and nothing more. Uh, what else have we got? He also says, much love from Kenya. Sorry, I missed that bit initially. Um, much love to you as well and to everyone else who's uh, tuned in to us from all over the globe. Um, almost, well, no, there is 250 of you watching live at the moment. So uh, a big, uh, big uh, hello to all of you. And if you haven't, I know I keep banging on about it. I keep beating that drum, but smash the like button. Please, please do. Um, also, give us a follow on Twitter as well. Um, you know the drill by now. Um, and you can keep an eye on how you can join us uh, on the next fan show, which is going to take place on Monday night. We'll be bringing on a load of you guys to have your say on Arsenal. All you need to do is DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC, uh, expressing your interest, and we will ping you back a link during the live show, which you click into. It's really simple. And uh, by the click of a button, you'll be uh, joining me in the studio to talk all things Arsenal. Um Yerkis asks, if Arsenal get Gabriel, Felipe, Coutinho, Willian and Thomas Partey, can you tell us your lineup 2020-21? Wow, this is a tough question. You're assuming that we get all of these players. This is a, it's a tough one, it really is. I'll probably go with um, Leno in goal, if I'm doing this quickly off the top of my head. Uh, Bellerin at right back, Tierney at left back, Luiz and Saliba, uh, Xhaka, Partey, Coutinho, Willian. Pepe and Aubameyang. Um, but I haven't put any thought into that. That is literally just off the tip of my tongue. Um, so don't hold me to that. Don't start getting on to me in the comments either. Um, Tashane seems to be confident that we will sign Thomas Partey. He says it's just a matter of time. Arsenal just love to play hardball when it comes to money. Um, Mukwaya says, uh, which areas do you think Arsenal need to sign in players start competing with the likes of Man City and Liverpool. I think we need upgrades in pretty much most positions to compete with those two. But in order to get back into the top four, um, I think we need uh, another central midfielder um, in addition to Danny Ceballos. And I think we need um, to bring in a, another centre-back as well. Um, not I'm sure we've got numbers in the centre-back position. Not necessarily sure, though, we have the quality that's required. Um just going through um, some of the comments. Apologies if I'm skipping through a lot of these guys. Um, we are running out of time and, and that's why I'm having to do so. But feel free to leave your comments in the video after it's finished as well, because I do reply to those as well. Um, let's see what else we've got. Um, I mentioned earlier on about um, William maybe being used in a central Attacking midfield position. William says, hey, Harry, William does not perform as centre attacking midfield. He had six games this year and uh, got zero assists, I think that is. Um, he isn't a camp and will do the job there. Now Arsenal want promise. Bad business. Yeah, there have been links with Ajax's um, Quincy Promise. Uh, again, is a player I don't know a great deal about. Maybe we'll bring on a, a Dutch football expert in the next few days to talk about him if the uh, rumours do gather wind, if they do pick up a little bit then we will uh, we will be uh, of course uh, looking at that in a bit more detail um scrolling through big good evening to everyone who's saying good evening to me in the chat lots and lots of you um apologies i'm just sort of skimming through the comments right now 
Um, I'll finish off by saying a big hello to Gino, who's enjoying the content all the way from South Africa. How you doing, mate? Hope everything is well over there. Hope you guys are staying safe as well. And thank you for your continued support. Um, what else have we got here? Right, I'm going to finish off on this one. Uh, Mr. Nobody, he says, what about Coutinho? I've been giving you updates on sort of what my understanding of the Coutinho situation is over the last few days. And to be quite frank and quite honest, nothing has changed. I still don't believe that Arsenal um, are pursuing Felipe Coutinho as a realistic target. He's a name that's been mentioned. He's a name that's been mentioned with a lot of uh, clubs, been linked with a lot of clubs, I should say, because it's so clear and evident that Barcelona just want to get rid. Um, he spent last season on loan at Bayern Munich, where he had a decent time. Um, but of course, game time was limited for him. And as a result, they decided that, well, not just as a result, but as a result of a number of factors, they decided that they don't want to, to sign him on a permanent deal, despite having the option to do so. I'm not saying that we're in the same league as Bayern Munich and that we can turn away players of that quality. The problem is, though, um, that his wage demands will, will really drain a lot of what is available to Arsenal um, in that department. And that, will he want to join Arsenal? I don't know. Um, will the will it be on a loan and will the terms be favourable? Um, are Barcelona looking to sell him on a permanent deal only? All of those things are unclear. So at this moment in time, I cannot say with any degree of confidence um, that, um, the, that Felipe Coutinho is on his way to Arsenal. I really can't. Um, I see there's a lot of you spamming the chat with good evening. Um, the famous Unai Emery quote as well. Uh, I think I'll, uh, I'll uh, say that at the end uh, to say good night to you guys. Um, but just talking about Unai Emery, actually, really interestingly, he's just signed Francis Coquelin uh, for Villarreal, which is an interesting transfer. Um, so, yeah, uh, Unai Emery. Uh, in the hot seat at Villarreal. I do wish him all the best. It just didn't work out for him at Arsenal. There you go. Um, right. On that note, good evening to you all. Um, hope everyone um, has a great evening. I hope uh, everyone's well. Um, and I hope that we'll have some positive news um, from the transfer market um, in, the, uh, coming, in the coming days, coming weeks. Um, uh, but for now, uh, sit tight. Um, enjoy the lovely weather. It's uh, baking here in London. Um, it is brilliant. Um, although it's not so good when you're trying to sleep, but there you go. Um, yeah. So thank you all for tuning in once again. Um, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with some more content. If you are around later, you can join me for a watch along as well. And um, we're doing a live watch along for Total Football Analysis. Um, of the Atalanta versus Paris Saint-Germain Champions League quarterfinal. Um, we'll be uh, covering that. I'll be joined by Lee Scott, one of the game's most respected analysts. You can find him on Twitter at FM Analysis. Follow Total Analysis as well. Um, but we'll be streaming that via the Hot Mic app, but it will also be broadcast to you live on this channel. So if you fancy coming and joining me for that, we'll watch the game in each other's company. Um, and to take you through that one with Lee's expert tactical analysis, then please do join us at round about 10 to 8 this evening, UK time. So until then, take care. Ciao.